Hi, I'm Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phil McAleer. And welcome to the Anne and Phil and Scoop Daily Virus. Uh, where we discuss the latest news, views, advice and madness of the pandemic. Sometimes I try and say that really fast so the film won't put on the voice because I don't like it's that. It's the word pandemic that makes me put on the voice. It's, it's Friday. It's Friday, I June speaking, the 5th. I was speaking. I was about to explain to our audience why I think I put on the funny voice when I say that. The pan- pandemic is this kind of weird word that I've, you never hear. And then everyone repeats it now. Everyone's talking about the pandemic as if it was something they were talking about forever. Oh, everyone knows. No one talked about, about a pandemic ever. It was a word that was never used. It's this word that was from so the 1500s. So therefore, I feel like putting on a 1500 yeah, voice. I don't think you're achieving a that. A voice though. of the 1500s, which is vaguely French don't for think some you're reason. Achieving that. It's the end of week 11 of our two week flatten the curve lockdown. And next week, longest two weeks in Christendom. Indeed. And next week, we start into our third month of some form of closures. And by the way, you know, at, that, at this point, it is some form of closures uh, because things are loosening up. We went to the beach yesterday and came up along Washington Boulevard at Venice Pier. And it was like a regular day. In fact, actually, it was even more yeah. n- un- unusual because it was what day of the week? So it was Thursday, Thursday. evening. And all the bars along Washington uh-huh. Boulevard, which are kind of tourist spots, were packed. Yes. They were packed with young ones wearing, not wearing masks. Yes. And, and enjoying themselves. And enjoying themselves. And it was really nice to see that. Yes. Um, but hair, hair salons uh, have opened now, uh, but not nail salons because, you know, science. Yeah. Right, Phil? Could you yes. maybe explain that being the epidemiological expert around here? Well, I certainly am more of an epidemiological expert than many of the people making these rules. Um, it's because of science, and, and if you question it, uh, you, you... You don't care about lives. Yes. You're all about the money. You want to kill my grandmother. You want to kill... So, the, but in good news today, by the way, um, just a quick headline that's arrived this morning, is the unemployment rate in the United States has fa- fallen to 13.3%. It's hard to believe, by the way, that that's good news, but yeah. it's fallen from 20 wasn't it 20 something like yeah. just appalling right yes um so yeah so things are yeah things are changing here oh and the other thing i saw there earlier was that uh, vegas is now open um so that's great news by the yes. way we could always yes. jump in a car and drive to vegas if things got really bad but what else are we talking about today well how fake can you get governor whitmer of michigan i love saying that to annoy some we have a couple we have one I said that was no. That was we, we have one listener in New York who we know from the olden days who used to go. She's from Chicago, and she really hated the way Irish people would pronounce Chicago. So I love pronouncing. I, I, My mother used to say Chicago. I have no idea why. Anyway, how fake can you get? Governor Whitmer of Michigan ignores her fake science to push uh, a fake racism story, and child abuse reports are dramatically down, and it's not a good thing. Uh, Irish. And the Irish Times is a very, very weird paper. Um, you know, we've two stories actually from the Irish Times today. Yes. Um, not exactly, a, not exactly the place to go if you're looking for breaking news. And we look at how the, pan- the pandemic is giving environmentalists a new narrative. And spoiler alert: it has a very bad ending in this particular uh, narrative. Oh God! And then there's, you know, there's headlines. I probably saw them that today and yesterday about the AMC, the biggest movie chain in the United, United States. States. Uh, probably the biggest movies chain in the world, actually, yeah. and whether or not it can survive um, this pandemic. And in the UK, 
you're not even allowed to ask questions that vary from the government's latest line, even though the government's science and advice keeps changing. But start off, tell us about uh, Governor Whitmer, Phil. Governor what's what's Whitmer. she up to now? So just remember, this is Governor Whitmer, two men in a boat, but not if there's an engine. Yes. Two men in a boat, no matter how big the boat is. Governor um, Whitmer, but my husband can take out his boat. But my husband can take out a boat. By, by using my name. Because he's married to me. Yeah, I'm married to the governor, so therefore I can break the rules. Governor Whitmer, let's see what's in your shopping oh. cart there, because some things can't be bought and some yes. things can. Yes. And, and I've made up the decision myself. So what's Governor Whitmer up to now? Because obviously she's all about the science. She's all about saving lives. Well. And what is the new thing with her now? She uh, went on a Black Lives Matter march. No. Uh, chanting. Um, no. On the same day, right, uh, uh, you know, actually just last month, a Michigan barber who reopened his shop got his business and professional license suspended, you know, um, for violating Governor Whitner's orders. What a horrible, horrible yeah. thing. And to quote the, uh, the state's attorney general, God, I mean, imagine bringing in the attorney general. To, to deal with a barber. A barber, you know. Mr. Mankey's action in violating government Whitner's executive orders uh, put the public health at risk. Uh, anytime you have a barber or other professionals providing services to numerous citizens in close proximity to each other and those citizens are returning to their various residents, there's a risk of contracting and spreading the virus. It's paramount that we take action to protect the public and we do our part to save lives. Well, until what, Philem? So that all gets suspended then suddenly overnight, is that it? Yes, until uh, Governor Whitner decides that she wants to go on a Black Lives Matter march. On a virtue signaling Black Lives well, Matter march. A lie. So she, then she starts, I mean, first of all, she breaches her own laws. About the boat. That, well, about public, a gathering in public. Oh, yeah. So her husband breaches, tries to breach her own law, but she breaches her own laws about gathering in public. She has, she has destroyed the business of one guy for doing that. Then she does At it. At least one. But then to compound that, she's chanting, hands up, don't shoot, which is the Ferguson chant and it's a lie it's a lie michael brown did not say hands up don't shoot all the people who said he did uh, admitted under oath that they were lying uh, obama's justice department found out that he did not say hands up don't shoot they found that he was actually on a crime spree that day Crim committed you know theft assaulted an immigrant shopkeeper assaulted a police officer tried to grab the gun of a police officer his dna was on the gun uh, tried to charge a police officer. The police officer had to shoot him seven times uh, to stop him. Uh, he was high on drugs. You know, I'm not saying that, uh, that people deserve to die or uh, it's not a tragedy that he died, but he was, uh, it was as one of the, uh, remember the eyewitness, I know this because I'm one of the few people who've read all 5,000 pages of the grand jury testimony in the Michael Brown case. I did a play on it uh, called Ferguson. Which was completely verbatim, based on what the actual people had said, the witnesses had said under oath. And you can go on the internet uh, and see the play, fergusonplay.com. I hope it's still there. It is still there, yeah. on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. And you'll see, and I mean, the most powerful witness was a young black woman, a black nationalist, who, who kept saying, I hate the cops, I hate the cops. <laughs> but Michael Brown... Uh, was going to kill that guy. Was going to kill that guy. And yes, it could have ended difficult, differently if Michael had put his hands up and said, don't shoot. But he didn't. Uh, so but that doesn't stop Governor Whitmer and, Governor and many, Whit many others, yeah. by the way, perpetuating that lie um, and not showing any leadership, yeah. which is something that's sorely missing at the moment. Yeah. So more bad news, Anne. And more bad news. I mean, I just think this makes me always want to cry. And I've, I even actually wondered whether or not I should tell this story because it's so awful. But um, child abuse reports are falling. 
um, and that's bad news. So there's two, there's two numbers that are significant. Um, child abuse specialists are watching a grim scenario, this is from the Wall Street Journal, are watching a grim scenario unfold since the coronavirus pandemic and related lockdowns began. Um, they've seen an increase um, of, and a steady flow of very severely child, uh, of, of children who are very badly abused and neglected, infants beaten and killed, and children admitted for drug ingestion or falling out of windows. They've seen a huge increase in that. Um, and at the very same time, a very dramatic decrease in the number of child abuse reports, of course. And you know, it makes all the sense in the world because teachers, daycare workers and others who you know, are mandated by law to report anything that they think is suspicious in relation to a child where they think there might be a situation of abuse. So those reports have fallen really dramatically. I actually have the numbers here. California registered 45% fewer child abuse reports in April compared to April 2019 and, and Texas, just as a contrast, you know, logged 30%, a 30% dip. Um, there's not, you know, it's, um, there's, not, there's, not, there's not really much more to say. I mean, the, the two things actually that they say, interestingly enough, and they've seen a pattern here because they saw some, some, of, some of the same parts of this uh, in 2008 during the recession, but they say that there's two things that really um, exacerbate uh, the situation for children who are in vulnerable situations. One is isolation, that isolation is a complete disaster, as you can imagine. And the second, no, but I mean, the I mean the, the is isolation, I mean, so, so the country, so the government just decided, to, the states just decided to put everyone into isolation. Yes, yeah, and economic insecurity. Um, th those two things together have enough, and exactly, and, and, and they just decided to do this lockdown, you know, they didn't really think it through they did, and, and to lock down healthy people. I mean, I think that was the thing that was different. That's the thing that's never been done before, locking down healthy people. Yes, securing people who are vulnerable seems like a really good idea, seems sensible. But to lock down everybody was, uh, you know, well, you know, I think they'll write reports about this in the future and people will have will be brought to book. And I don't think it'll ever happen again. I don't think. Hopefully uh, not. Hopefully not. You know, one would hope that lessons will be learned. But um, mm. but I think this this is a very grim these are very grim statistics and behind every one of those numbers there are children and it's it just beggars belief to think about uh, about what what must be going on in houses all over the country it's just terrible um and then just you know uh, to, to on a lighter note on a lighter note you know so you can't get much darker so you can't get much darker so on a lighter note it's so it's june the 5th right guys it's june the 5th so this lockdown of ours started i remember i remember distinctly when it started because we were going to have a St. Patrick's Day party, and yeah. that was March 17th, and that was... I, I, by the way, I voluntarily you decided... You know, I, look at you being the responsible adult. It, 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 uh, no, well, actually, I think we both said it would be... We didn't want to invite anyone. We didn't want to have anyone over because we're thinking, God, if anything happened, right? So, yes. so by the way, you know, and that was before it was a lockdown. Yes. It was days before the lockdown. You know, the idea that people can't act responsibly, by the way, thank you very much. But anyway, we, so we called off the party. So, but but uh, as it turned out, then, whatever, two, three days later, the things started I think it was the 19th of March 19th or 20th of March but now just to remind you again today is June the 5th um, and the headline yesterday in the Irish Times you know had a breaking news kind of headline coronavirus Ireland has a higher per capita death ratio than the US how many St study finds how many times do you think we have said on this show on the daily virus that Ireland has a higher per capita death ratio than the US a lot. And by the way, we also tell it a lot on the phone to people in Ireland who phone to sympathise with us yes. about the terrible, terrible death rate here. Because the Irish Times has really loved, and by the way, not just the Irish Times, but lots, of, lots and lots of European newspapers have really enjoyed uh, 
coming out with the, you know, the number, the gross number of deaths in the United States and be delighted with themselves because, oh, it's so bad. And obviously it's something to do with Trump. Some Trump. Yeah. So let's but it repeat, turns out. But now, now the Irish Times have found some study. I don't know. I don't know where. Well, yeah, they, here they go. Study finds, right? And of course, we're really interested in We this can't find the study. Because we're thinking, what's the study? Because this is something new then we haven't heard about. And then the subheadline is Johns Hopkins University researchers say whatever, not all countries have comparable testing figures. But no, but John Hopkins, the first line of the story then, you know, but, but the, uh, the Republic cur- currently has, the Republic, the Republic of Ireland, has currently the 22nd highest number of deaths from coronavirus in the world. They're, they're hanging on, yes. they're hanging on to the gross numbers. And, and by the way, I, it should be but, right? Yes. A higher per capita death ratio and case fatality ratio than the United States, according to new data from Johns Hopkins University. Shut up, Irish yes. Times. Shut up, new data. There is no new data from, the, from Johns Hopkins. From the very beginning of this pandemic, way back, Johns Hopkins updates their numbers every day, every day, every day, every day. In fact, if, in fact I actually think, and I can check this, I think they'd update it every hour. They're constantly feeding in numbers. Yes. That's where we have gone to find the numbers. And we've gone to world And we've gone to Worldometer. But Worldometer are using Johns John Hopkins. Hop- yeah, exactly. So the Johns Hopkins, there's nothing new here, Irish Times. There's nothing new mm. here. Here's what's new, new Irish Times. You have managed now to actually... Well, I, well hang on. What have they done, Phil? Well, they've managed to embed a narrative. And they, now they've released this report. They've put out this small... Breaking news story. Small news story that contradicts that but but people have it in their mind we, we got sympathy letters i mean this we've been talking about world meter so much that we've there's been a civil war among our listeners about how to pronounce world meter some people say worldometer some people say world meter we've had this over many days that's how often we've been talking about the johns hopkins figures and world meter and worldometer correct um, and, and, and obviously we've been pointing out the fact that, yes, that uh, uh, the United States of America has fared a lot better than Ireland, um, an awful lot better than Ireland on many of the days that they've, they've sent in the data. But, you know, but uh, the Irish Times literally, you know, they're, 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 throwing, they're, they're trying to pass this story off like it's new, yeah. like there's some new information. No, Irish Times, there is actually no new information. The Irish death rate has always always throughout this pandemic being worse than the United States. But you, no, here's the news. You, Irish Times, have not reported on that. So I've just actually, just looking here at the website, some new headlines in the Irish Times just come in there. Uh, (laughs) Germany surrenders ending World War II in Europe. Uh, Wow, breaking, that's, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. And uh, we're getting reports of a shooting in Dallas close to where the president's motorcade is. God, what president? Kennedy. Oh yeah. Yeah, breaking news, I hope he's okay. that's very naughty of you, Phil, to say that. But that's the Irish Times for you, you know. Um, you know, and, and actually, and, and I, I, the whole story, it's not even worth reading the whole story, but I mean, you know, they try every now and again, they, they, even in that story, they try to retell the story. They try to, you know, they try to make somehow, mo- mince the numbers around to make the Irish numbers better. Um, and again, they keep on doing this thing of, you know, like, However, measured by case fatality, the U.S. rate of 5.8% compares yeah. well, the, the United States, unsurprisingly, also has its highest death toll at 106. Yes, it has the highest death toll. It has one of the biggest populations on the planet. In fact, it's the freest and most transparent big country on the planet. Yeah, Therefore, and by the way, and we should always, of course, mention, which we always mention here, is that, you know, while they say that, that, that uh, the United States is the highest death toll, 
No, it doesn't, but we'll accept that because there is one country whose numbers we don't know, and that is China. And we're going to go out on a complete limb here and say that we think actually the one with the biggest fatality rate, or not fatality rate, but the biggest number of dead is China. But I love this. The United States, unsurprisingly, the Irish Times, has the highest death toll of 106,000, whatever. It's followed by the United Kingdom at 39,000. Yet the United Kingdom, though, you know, that's a very high number for the United Kingdom when you consider their population, right? But then you see, then the Irish Times has to concede. But when measured, but the case fatality in the US rate of 5.8% compares favorably, oh, they hate that, with rates of 14.1 in the United Kingdom and 14.4 in Italy. Anyway, just, you know, just news, yeah. The new What's that, you know, next headline, uh President and Mrs. Lincoln are going to the theatre tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I hope they enjoy definitely the, play. the news. What we can definitely tell you is uh, it's like a health warning with the Irish Times. Don't read the Irish Times if you're looking for breaking news or if you're looking for news at all, actually. Or truth. Or truth, yeah. You go, go somewhere else. Um, so, have you come across people suggesting that this is nature's way of punishing us for whatever? So, have you had those conversations where you've had somebody say to you, you know, um, uh, maybe, maybe can you can you give us a, a sense of what that conversation is like? I, I, I just don't know, but it's more like, ah, uh, they always start with ah, maybe, uh, maybe it's Irish people only start with that. No, ah. no, we've heard it here. Ah, uh, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, you know, maybe we're just, maybe this is, maybe this is what some way, way of telling us to slow down. Maybe it's a way of telling us to slow down. Well, again, and this is another story from the Irish Times. Sorry, I'm kind of uh, obsessing with the Irish Times today. But, you know, and actually, this could easily be in the New York Times. I bet if I look I at the New York is. Times, I, I, I bet it is. No, I think they've probably, they've probably lifted it from... So basically, the Irish Times, and they've, they've decided, to, you know, God made way for Gaia, a deity even atheists can believe in. So Gaia, you know, of course, Mother Earth, basically. Some environ environmentalists now speak of Gaia as a real presence, similar to a universal spirit or the world's soul. Um, so could she be responsible for COVID-19? No. So, so the Irish Times. No. So the Irish Times have say, asked. Uh, yeah, no, no, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I think there was a virology lab in Wuhan that might have had something whoa, to do with. Whoa, whoa. That's not your song, Phelan. So basically, the class they decide, of course, you know, and of course the Irish Times because it's all very sophisticated. They're going to talk to some kind of very educated kind of person, you know, who's read loads of books and stuff. But anyway, yes, classicist John Dillon, who is a Greek classicist and emeritus professor of Trinity, at Trinity College Dublin, is asked these questions in a, in a section of the Irish Times called Unthinkable, which I think is meant to be very dramatic, whatever. But so here's what John Dillon says. And, you know, I think it's very interesting when you read, when you hear all these quotes from John Dillon, the classicist, the Greek uh, classical scholar from Trinity. Um, I think I think his thinking is informed a lot more by his politics than by any kind of reading of the classics. But anyway, here's John Dillon. Classicist John Dillon, he believes, yes, yes, COVID, yes, yes, that, uh, that she, she, Gaia, is responsible. While essentially a positive and nurturing force, Gaia, Gaia is yet not prepared to stand by and allow the carefully fostered ecological balance that it has achieved on this planet over so many millions of years to be overthrown by the recklessly expansive and unbalanced behavior of one species that it has brought into being. I mean, these are brought atheists. Brought into being. These are atheists. These Jackie. are atheists. I mean, they're, 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 what they believe is, 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 is a hundred times more ludicrous 
than the belief in a singular god. Yeah, than uh, a monotheistic god. Monotheistic god. That, you that, know. Lo- that is that a benevolent, loving god. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it just being, it's, it's and they think they're so intelligent and they think they're so superior to... Uh... And they've just substituted... I mean, it's amazing. They've just literally substituted like Christianity or, you know, or Judaism. They've just literally substituted traditional religion for just a new religion. I, I mean, wait to hear this, though, you know, and he goes on. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the guy interviewing him says, you know, plague was seen in the past as, you know, as a message from the gods. And, you know, what do you think of that? John Dillon says... Oh, Does the current have, pandemic contain a message too, Anne? Yeah, and, and John Dillon says, oh, I think so. We have certainly sinned. Sinned, by the way. Sinned. These are, this is the atheistic world. We have certainly sinned as a civilization, But this time, it's a rather novel sort of sin. Novel. Do you like that? Novel, as in novel coronavirus. Ah, ah. That's oh, clever playing words there, John. That again, against, That's why he's on the big box. Because the sin, why, why, is the no, why is it novel? Because it's a sin against our environment. And part of that involves rushing about all over the planet, emitting vast amounts of CO2 in the process and distorting the economies of many countries. I don't know if the ancient Greeks thought of that. Um, yeah, the, then he says, the message from Mother Gaia is, slow down, take time to appreciate your environment, immediate environment and what you can derive from it. Smell the roses, listen to the birds. This is what you can do if you've got a permanent pensionable job at a university. Uh, and you have a little bit of a vacation now. However, if you are actually working in the real world and don't have your job and realize that your job is not going to be there when the government money stops in a month or two, slowing down, smelling the roses, they smell like crap at the moment. They don't, you cannot smell the roses. You, you, they ro- all you see is the thorns when you go down to smell a rose. And further on in the article, by the way, I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna make my last line about this guy, about Dylan and please, about the Irish Times. I'm totally gonna please. stop. Um, uh, because, and you know, he's uh, go on and about talking about Plato and all that. And he says, because let's face it, John Dillon says, because let's face it, there are f- now far too many of us if we want to live. So basically, the reason that all of this has happened is that there's too many people in the population. And if we want to, let's face it, there are now far too many of us. If we want to live at the high octane, I bet John Dillon lives at a high octane level that we do want to live at. And of which the pollulating masses of Asia and Africa are of Asia and Africa are anxious let's, to join. Let's read that again actually because let's face it there are now far too many of us and if we want to live at the high octane level that we do want to live at and at which the pollulate, pollulating masses of Asia and Africa ooh, are, are anxious to join ooh, us. Unwashed. The, bl- the black and brown people. Yeah. So much for Black Lives Matter there, John Dillon. Yes, yes. So much for that, yeah. Yeah, they don't deserve electricity. They don't deserve uh, hospitals. They don't deserve universities. They don't deserve factories. No. And as, as John Dillon says, if we're not prepared to pull in our horns, I think that Gaia is quite prepared to sort us out. So where the Green Movement is quite prepared to sort the black and brown people of Asia and Africa out. I think that's very clear. Yep. So there you go. Thank so, you very much. Oh, free speech film. Free speech. Uh, hold on to it. So in, in the UK, there is an organization called Ofcom, which regulates broadcasters. And I don't mean they, they you know, here, here they try and regulate broadcasters and when they had the, um, the the wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They were regulated. But then I think the Supreme Court said, you know, you can't regulate people that much. Um, and there was very little regulation here in truth. But here's how it is in the UK. So Eamon Holmes, a fellow chap from Northern Ireland, he, at the, in the UK at the moment, there's a massive movement, and in Ireland actually too, 
uh, it will probably come here, blaming 5G uh, for... Oh, yeah, blaming 5G for COVID-19. Yes, which... Um, it's pretty... I, I, would, I would have to say <laughs> is like, you know, one never says never, but I would say is 99.9% nonsense right i um, would say there could be i i, possibly, I, I, I just don't I think want to be, i think it should be higher but anyway yes yeah, you okay. know okay I, I just you know one never wants to you know uh, so eamon holmes who who introduces a one of the premier breakfast shows in the uk uh said um this is nonsense but uh he said in fact he says not true and incredibly stupid he said however it should be Exposed, it should be debated yeah, so that people be can see about. because people are talking about it. In fact, people are at the moment destroying 5G masts in yeah. the UK and Ireland. Uh, they're bombing them, they're setting fire to them, they're leaving booby traps for workers. And so, therefore, he felt it was, it was important that, that he had people on uh, and tackled them and, uh, and, and argued with them. And he was um, sanctioned by Ofcom, the regulator, uh, for having said something that could have undermined people's trust in the views being expressed by the authorities on the coronavirus and the advice of mainstream sources of public health information. Right? Now, our old friend Toby Young, who's been on the Alan Phelan scoop, uh, he's the president of the Free Speech Union, he wrote to Ofcom and said that if Ofcom is going to prohibit views being discussed on television that might, right, might risk undermining viewers' trust in public authorities, that that could be easily extended to anyone challenging the government's official line on any number of issues. Oh, yeah. Not just the link between the virus exactly. and the 5G masks. Exactly. What next? Well, I mean, he even said, like, the advice of Public Health England on the February the 25th was, and listen, listen to this, that it was, quote, very unlikely that anyone receiving care in a care home or the community will become infected. Close quotes. Oh, my God. That advice was based on scientific evidence. That's right? That's awful. Imagine if Eamon Holmes had said, this doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. I want someone on to discuss this. Yeah. He's now, he would be banned because that was the official advice of Public Health England, you know, issued on February the 25th. He could not have challenged that. He would get a reprimand from Ofcom. Uh, as, of, uh, as of the yesterday, 37.4% of all COVID deaths in England and Wales have occurred in care homes. Imagine if, Imagine if Eamon Holmes, imagine if someone had realised this is a disaster and waiting, wanted to campaign against it and save some of those lives and asked to come on the Eamon Holmes. And Eamon Holmes will now say, that's going against public health advice. We cannot put you on. So there, that is what you get when you, uh, and this is what they're doing, by the way, with climate change. All these newspapers and, and broadcasters have said, we will not have uh, sceptical voices on about The Los Angeles change. Times, the LA Times does not have, will not allow letters, I think, from, from right. people who are sceptical about climate change. You know, it's a very good example of it. Yeah. That's it from us from today. And uh, it's Friday. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, if you're going to go to Vegas, you know, best of luck there. And uh, we'll see you on Monday with the Daily Virus, which will be starting month three. Or the end of month three. Hang on, twelve. Yeah, it'll be it'll be we'll be finishing month three exactly of this lockdown. Till then, all the best and stay safe. Bye. Don't get arrested. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.